off so long. It's because of you. Well, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. You should be. I, but I have, I have an excuse this week. You can't use that as an excuse for everything. I, I can, and I will, and I intend to, and I'm going to, and there is nothing you can do to stop me. Apparently not. That's right. I have COVID this week, and I'm very sad about it. <coughs> because I've had to miss. I, I So I went out last, last Thursday? Yeah, Thursday a week ago. That's when the oldest kid came down with COVID. And so because of the exposure, I had to miss work. And they're like, well, you got to miss work for 10 days. And I was like, okay. And then I tested on Monday and I came back positive. And I was like, well, damn. And they're like, well, now it's 10 days from the time you tested positive. So I can't go back to work until the 29th, which is a Friday, which sucks that I have to go back to work at my actual job on a Friday. But thankfully, um, I get to work from home. But honestly, I freaking hate working from home. I, re- I I like the structure of going to an office and being at an office because when you're at home, it's like everything just kind of runs together. Yeah. You know, and it, it just it just kind of it just kind of sucks. <sighs> Welcome to the podcast. You've reached the Shays Lounge. Thank you for lasting this long without knowing where you are. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another week. So I got some stuff to talk about this week. Do you have anything cool to talk about this week? I have something very cool to talk about. Talk about it. We went to the sports card show today in Conway. Oh yeah, we did. We all got up. Been super looking early. forward to that for like a month now, ever since I saw that there was one. Take that away from him, because he's going to make noise with it. Okay. But uh, let's see. I like I told the kids, that's like you know we messed up. We should have went and got something to eat before we went. Because I could have stayed in there for another two hours. But mm-hmm. I could tell all, all y'all were ready to go. Uh, we we could have stayed. It, it would have been fine. So, honestly. Because you were having fun in there. Yeah. But I could tell y'all were getting... The kids were looking for their Pokemon cards. and. So. I'll go back to another one. There's one in October, but that's, but that's in Hot Springs. Well, I, I want to go down to Hot Springs anyway. Because Hot Springs is supposed to be, like, really nice. I guess it's, it's just like any other city, though. It all depends on where you go. Yeah. I mean, there's some nice areas of hot springs, and there's some shitty areas of hot springs. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything that I've <clears throat> everything that I've seen in Conway is actually really nice. Yeah. To the point where we were actually looking at houses on the way back home. Like, hey, you know, like what kind of houses do they have out here? Yeah. Is it anything yeah. we can afford? It's a nice area. It's a very nice area. But tell them what you got at the card show. We got the kids some Pokemon cards. They got some that were really cool. Two of them were Japanese Pokemon cards. We, and I sent pictures of them to my oldest. Uh-huh. And he was like, whoa, those are cool. Where'd you get those? <laughs> I said, the kids picked, found them at the uh, card show. Well, that was I, really he's cool. like, oh, man, those are sick. Yeah, those they, they were pretty cool. And they had, like, the holographic stuff on them. And... Yeah. But there, there, there's been, you know, I've been, I haven't been collecting like I was before. That's something I wouldn't mind, I would like to get back into, but it can get expensive really, really fast if you're not <laughs> careful. But, uh, see, I started collecting baseball cards in 1986. Mm-hmm. And I collected them pretty religiously up until about 94, 95 when I got out of high school. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, had all my favorite players growing up and everything. But there's always one card that I God, I couldn't tell you how many packs of cards I bought that year trying to get one. I never could get one. That's that's, that's your holy grail. Your your I mean, white whale. I, I mean, you could I could have bought them before, but they were always so expensive because it's really it's actually hard. It was difficult for me to try to find one that wasn't already graded. Mm-hmm. Because once this once you get cards graded, their value depending on what they grade just it, it'll fucking skyrocket on you. Mm-hmm. And one of the cards I've always looked for was a 1989 upper deck card for Ken Griffey Jr. And I think I they had one at the uh, <clears throat> comic book store and sports card store that we had in i don't remember the name of it though it was the one it was in uh waco when we lived up there huh bankston's yeah but i never did go back and get it because they were always wanting too much for it and so i was kind of walking around and i knew that there was that one card that's the one card i was looking for and to the point where you know nobody else really knew what to look for and i actually took looked it up online and got a picture of it and screenshot and sent it to Parker so he could help me look for it. <laughs> he goes, okay, okay, I'll look for it. And then I was walking around and I just stopped dead in my tracks. I was like, oh. And you were like, what? I was like, I found it. <laughs> I see it. I see it over there. <laughs> and, uh, and I was actually talking with a buddy of mine about a different card that was graded. And he was like, well, who, who was the company that graded it? And I said, I don't know. Let me go check. And as I walked over to go check, Miss Lady over here was all slick. And as soon as I walked off, she told the guy, that car right there, give it to me now. (laughs) I didn't know how much it was supposed to cost, and I didn't know how much you were willing to pay for it. And I honestly didn't know at the time if I was getting a good deal or not. I could have been paying three times what this card was worth because I don't know shit about cards. But I knew it was something you wanted, and when he flipped it over and showed me the price, I was like, I can afford that. Let's do it. Yeah. And so <laughs> I waited till we got out to the car. I said, hey, there's something in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to cry for a second. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, they're not like it's the super, super rare card or anything. But it's, but it's a card that I've always wanted. <coughs> Did that you I never did. What, I never did want to spend the money on. Did you even say what the card is? Yeah. You, oh, you said what it was. Nineteen eighty nine Upper Deck King Griffey Junior Rookie Card. Yeah. So, because I've got the eighty nine Donruss, I've have like all those other rookie cards. Mm-mm, just not the Upper Deck. Just never gotten the Upper Deck one, and that's the like the best one for that year. It's like the Holy Grail. And so the White Whale. I finally, well, my loving wife actually got it for me. So. <laughs> I didn't know how many body parts I was going to have to put on layaway <laughs> to get that card. But I was going to figure out a way to get that card. So I, I was pretty I was pretty stoked about that. That, that, made, that was a good day. And then we went and gorged ourselves at Gold Crow afterwards. And that, that was a weird experience for me because having COVID this last week, I have not eaten. Yeah. much at all I've, I've still been tracking my calories because i still want to you know stay on top of that and everything and i don't want to get out of the habit and i think the most calories i've had on any given day has been about a thousand which is not enough yeah. that's not anywhere near enough especially being sick 
you know, but I just have not been hungry. And I haven't been wanting to eat, like, the type of foods that are appealing, like chips and stuff like that. I haven't just wanted to sit down and eat a bag of chips. That's, that's not good for you. And so I just haven't been eating. And um, I think uh, today eating at the buffet, I think that may be the most food I've had. Well, see, I, I think that we actually timed it perfectly, in my opinion. Because it was almost like I got two completely separate meals. Because at 11 o'clock... They start taking all their breakfast stuff off and putting the lunch stuff down. Mm-hmm. And we got there like at 10.50. Mm-hmm. So I got to get me a plate of breakfast food. And then I noticed they started taking all the breakfast stuff out and kind of conglomerating it to one area. And then start putting out the other stuff. You got you a steak. So I got to get me a steak. I ate some roast, some steamed broccoli. Mm. They had an angry. They had the angry jalapenos out there, mm-hmm. and what that is, that's just a whole fresh and it's grilled jalapeno. Yeah. And I always like getting it when there's an Hispanic person around because they always look at me like I'm crazy for eating it. Because <laughs> they're like, what's, the, "What's this white boy doing?" Exactly, <laughs> because it makes them freaking hot. Yeah. It really does. It, it intensifies everything, but it's just oh, it's so good. Well, I'm sorry. I- you can call it an angry jalapeno if you want to, but the angriest jalapeno I had ever seen was when Herrera ha- microwaved. No, no, is that what? Yeah. <laughs> when he microwaved that jalapeno in the work in, in in the microwave in the office at work at Pilgrim's Pride in Lufkin, Texas, and he maced the entire he pepper sprayed the entire office. We couldn't go in there. Yeah, because he put a whole jalapeno, fresh jalapeno, in the microwave with his food. And while it was microwaving, it popped. Yeah. And then we didn't, we just didn't know what it was. And then when he opened up the door of the microwave, it immediately hit him. And then we were all like, couldn't hardly breathe. Like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And we had to go like running out. And everybody's like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, go in there. And then people walking in like, oh God. And they come running out too. Eyes all watering. Yeah. It gets- <laughs> that shit hurt. Nobody could go in Julio's office for <laughs> a while. A while. <laughs> think that shit saturated in the ceiling tiles <laughs> that was rough probably killed that plant that was in there yeah <laughs> you know he had that vine that grew like yeah. all over the entire wall there's no telling how long that that plant had been there oh, there ain't no telling <laughs> i apologize for coughing i'm still getting over I, I don't think i'm over this no but it sucks but but, but yeah I, we, I had, we had fun today being at the card show like i could have stayed there for another two or three hours looking through some of that stuff well you should have honey well everybody kept saying they were hungry so i felt like i was rushed so that's why i was like okay let's just go you know at some point you're gonna have to learn to just kind of stick up for yourself and tell everybody no we're waiting until i'm done you go sit over there if i thought about it i said if y'all are hungry go get something to fucking eat and come back and get me then you may not have come back and got me. <laughs> I would have come back and got you. It's okay. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I didn't realize everybody was that you felt rushed because I was just kind of going along with you. I was, yeah. you know, I don't know. Maybe the kids were being little jerks. They are little jerks sometimes. Well, they came from you. So. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, I got a horrible. question for you. Yes. What is Yoda's favorite? dinosaur what is yoda's favorite dinosaur mm-hmm. i don't know what is yoda's favorite dinosaur the deuceratops 
The Doceratops? Because there is no try. <laughs> I'm so glad you're you're proud of yourself. <laughs> well, that I've got Yoda jokes for you. Oh well, tell me some more because that dovetails okay. into what I want to talk about. <laughs> uh, why does Yoda always sit in the same seat at the Jedi Council? I don't know why. Because he likes to sit next to a window. Oh, did you know, did you know that the reason that Mace Window has a purple lightsaber is because Samuel L. Jackson wanted to be able to look at the movie where they had all the Jedi out there fighting together mm-hmm. and point to his purple lightsaber and say, that's me, that's where I am. There I am. That is the only reason that Mace Window has a purple lightsaber. Also, he told him I wanted a purple lightsaber. <laughs> and you don't tell Samuel Jackson, no. You, you don't tell him, no. <laughs> Who makes all the vehicles that the Jedi use? Um, I don't know who. Toyota. Toyota. <laughs> it's awful. And why does Yoda always need to borrow money? Um. Um. Uh, I don't know. Because his whole life, he's always been just a little short. <laughs> that seems like a. Like a like a little person joke. <laughs> and I saved the dumbest one for last. Oh Lord. Which Jedi uses deli meat as a weapon? Which Jedi uses deli meat as a weapon? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, tell me. Obi Wan baloney. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. That's horrible. <laughs> That didn't even make sense. <laughs> you laughed. Well, yeah. I did laugh. That was, that, that I, was, I, won't, I won't share this. is not... But, um... <laughs> this lady on TikTok's like... Her husband wanted her to, uh... <clears throat> do some lower landscaping. Mm, right? Sure. And, uh... <coughs> she said that she wasn't very flexible... So she came out and said, all right, it's done, but there's a big problem. And he says, what's that? She says, well, I couldn't see myself very well, and so I was using my my phone camera so I could see. <laughs> she said, everything was going really great at first. He's like, okay. He said, yep. Then the TikTok Live uh, likes started coming in. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> You'd instantly go viral for something like that. <laughs> like and share. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you telling stupid Star Wars jokes kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about next. All right, go ahead. And that is Ahsoka. Ahsoka. We are all caught up on a Ahso- on Ahsoka. If you do not want spoilers, you need to skip ahead. Because we are going to spoiler the shit out of the show. Yep. We are, what, six episodes in? Yep. Okay. It gets better and better with each freaking episode. I am loving the, sh- I am loving the hell out of the show. Yeah, it's a great show. It really it, is. It is so, so good. And forgive me, because I love the Skywalkers, and I love everything Skywalker. And 
Anakin touches Ahsoka in that Anakin Skywalker was her teacher. What right. was her was her her master. So the Skywalker family touches that storyline. Right. But this is not about the Skywalkers. It is expanding the known universe within the Star Wars saga. And I just love that because we're learning about these other characters. We're learning about these other worlds. Ahsoka is the first Star Wars property that has gone from one galaxy to another. Because, you know, as, we, as we've always been told a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, everything within the Star Wars universe has happened within one galaxy. Everything. But Ahsoka, on this last episode, just traversed to a, a different galaxy. This is the first time this has ever happened in, in the history of Star Wars. And didn't even use a ship to do it. Didn't use a ship to do it. Now, the people who got to that galaxy first used a ship to do it. And that, that was interesting, the way, the way that, that they did everything. And in order to watch Ahsoka and really appreciate it fully, I feel like you have to have watched the Clone Wars cartoon. Right. Which I have not done. But even having not watched it, the storytelling is so rich and the visuals are so stunning. And Rosario Dawson is just embodying this character in such a way... It just makes me want to keep watching, you know. And then, of course, somebody who was raised on Star Wars, and I was raised on the early Star Wars media, one of my favorite books when I was a kid was um, the Heir to the Empire trilogy about Admiral Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn. And uh, it was it was a, a, a trilogy that was written by Timothy Zahn, it's a huge, huge part, part of Star Wars lore to the point that when Disney took over Star Wars and ditched all of the extra stuff, the only thing that was left as canon was the, the Clone Wars series, the Rebels series, and the actual Star Wars properties themselves. All the books and all of the alternate universe stuff that had been written about Star Wars was ditched. They, you know, doesn't exist as far as Star Wars is concerned. Okay. The fans basically petitioned Disney and said, no, you have to include the Timothy Zahn's books. You have to. They are so beautiful and they are so well written. And it's such an amazing story about this Grand Admiral that worked under Emperor Palpatine. You have to have that as part of the Star Wars lore. And so because of the fan outcry... Disney allowed that one property in. Now, it's an alternate universe. You have to understand. It tells a different story than what we know about Luke, Leia, and and Han. And Luke and Leia are married in that series. They have a set of twins and then a younger son named Ben. Um, Luke and Leia are married? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 Leia and Han are married. Say you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Let me back up. Um Luke is running the Jedi Temple in this series. So he has the Jedi Temple that he runs. He's training the three kids of Han and Leia to be Jedi. You know, and it's it's this, this huge world that Timothy Zahn created. And it all centers around Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is an alien who managed some fucking way 
to work directly for Emperor Palpatine. And he took over, when Palpatine fell, Thrawn took over all of the armies and all of everything that that, uh, belonged to the Empire and was trying to rebuild it and trying to knock out the rebels once and for all. So that's what Thrawn did. And anybody that was raised on those stories just freaking loves the the just the storyline around him because what made Thrawn special is that he's an alien. He's a blue-skinned, red-eyed, humanoid alien who worked directly for the emperor. Who and the emperor was notorious for never working with aliens. He freaking hated aliens. He looks like a Cree. He does look like a Cree. For Marvel, yeah, absolutely. But he's not. He's just he's just some random alien. But he was so intelligent, so good at tactics, so well-versed in everything that he rose through the ranks working for the Emperor to the point where he was the Emperor's number two. And that had never happened before. Because the Emperor was like, no aliens, absolutely not. Working with, humanoids, working with humans only. So... <clears throat> In this last, they, they've been teasing that Thrawn was going to show up. They teased it, they teased it in, um, they teased it in The Mandalorian. They teased it in The Book of Boba Fett. They teased it in um, Mandalorian Part 2. Yeah. So you would hear Thrawn's name kind of in hushed whispers, you know, maybe he's going to show up. We're not 100% sure. We don't know where he is. There's been rumors and all this other stuff. Well, in Ahsoka, it's not a rumor anymore. They figure out where he is, and they go get him. So the bad guys figure out how to jump from one galaxy to the other, which has never been done before, except for when Thrawn did it. It's never been done before. They get to this other galaxy, and fucking Thrawn shows up. And let me tell you, my little fangirl heart freaked the fuck out when I saw him marching down in between all those stormtroopers. And the stormtroopers, were, were they like calling his name? Like, throng, 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 throng. Like they were, they were murmuring something oh, as know. he was walking. And it was creepy as hell, and it was very cult-like, and it made it even more, not worse. Worse is the wrong word that I'm looking for. Um, impactful, maybe? Yeah. Um. Their armor. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I like, too, was the fact that, you know, when you've seen these stormtroopers and all these other movies, they're always in this bright, shiny, clean-looking white armor. Yeah. But in this one, these guys look, when they're all lined up out there in this ship, waiting while he's walking through them, they look like they just got out of a hell of a battle. Yeah. Because their armor, some of it's like looks like it's scorched, you know, and some of it looks like slightly damaged a little bit, a little dirty. Some of it's cr- like cracked and repaired. Yeah, and you can tell they've been through some shit. And, and somehow that makes them more menacing. Yeah. You know, just like seeing them. And, and the main stormtrooper, the main guy that, that reports directly to Thrawn and like controls all the troops... The face on his stormtrooper helmet is not your normal stormtrooper helmet, uh, stormtrooper yeah. face. It's an actual face, like of a person, made out of gold, in the middle of this helmet. Yeah. It's freaky yeah, as it hell. It's kind of freaky looking. It's freaky as hell, and and the voice coming out of it doesn't sound like the normal kind of 
mechanical voice that comes out of a stormtrooper. It, it sounds a little. I, I don't. I don't even know how to describe it. But it's just the whole scene was awestruck. Awestruck. I was awestruck, and it creeped me out watching it. So props to the filmmakers <laughs> on these guys because they made the whole thing creepy as hell. And now we get to see when Thrawn shows back up in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. What the hell is he going to do? Because holy shit. If he's managed to make it this long with these battalion of stormtroopers in this galaxy that is even farther, farther away than the galaxy that we know this far, far away. I, I don't even want to know what his plans are, but I can't wait to find it. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. That's for sure. But the whole, the whole, the whole season has just kept me on the edge of my seat. I, I can't wait for the next episode of Ahsoka because it's so good. And Ahsoka's riding the Star Whales, which I don't have a whole lot of... There's a lot of lore about Star Whales, both in and out of the Star Wars universe, because the Star Whales have showed up in other, um, in other science fiction properties other than just Star Wars. Um, so it's neat to see them being used, and they're being used to traverse from galaxy to galaxy, because apparently that's one of their... That's one of their abilities. 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 <laughs> anyway, I can't wait for the next episode. I'm so excited. I'm such a Star Wars fan. And having Thrawn show up just really tweaked my geek buttons. It was awesome. Oh, um... <laughs> not to change the subject, but to change the subject. I'm going to change the subject anyway. can't talk about Star Wars all the time. Eh, well, maybe you can't. <laughs> Just said, I don't want to talk about Star Wars all the time. There was a man born in 1909 uh -oh. in Kansas, and his name... My grandfather was two years old when he was born. 1909 in Kansas. He appeared on a 2010 census, and his name was... You ready for this? Ready! Lesbo Batman. I am not making that up. I have seen... <laughs> I have seen... The census information for this child, because he was a one-year-old child during the census. <laughs> his parents, his parents were um, African American. Uh, they were born both born in Mexico. The child was born in Kansas, and he was named Lesbo Batman, which is the best name ever. Somebody needs to name their kid Lesbo Batman. <laughs> Which, honestly, it probably wasn't pronounced Batman, right? It was probably pronounced Batman. Batman. Probably Batman. But what I kind of see, because, I mean, I could see Batman be, being a lesbo. Because he is a bitch, after all. Yeah, you, don't, you famously don't like Batman. I fucking hate Batman. I mean, he's got a lot of cool shit, but he's so fucking overrated. He really is overrated, honestly. But, but as I said the other day, Batman does have a superpower. He absolutely has a superpower. And his superpower is not super strength. It's not super speed. It's not any of that stuff. Batman's superpower 
is the ability to know exactly what's going on in any given situation. And the reason I'm saying that is because let's say he's on top of a building and he sees an old woman fighting with a man over a purse. He knows instantly and without a shadow of a doubt that that man took that purse from that old lady. He knows absolutely positively who is the bad guy in that situation. We don't know if that little old lady found the purse on the street and the man is trying to retrieve it for his wife who is over here. We don't know the context of the situation. There could be a million things going on. This could have been an old homeless lady who stole the purse off of somebody and the man's trying to get it back. It could be a million different things. But Batman knows, without a shadow of a doubt, who's the bad guy in every situation and who the good guy is in every situation. And he's never wrong. That is his superpower. He's still a bitch. I'm not disputing that. I mean, look at, look at what happened to him when he went up against Superman. He ran like a little bitch when the kryptonite stopped working. Yeah, he got all scared. Mm-hmm. Like, he was all tough and fighting him, like, yeah, come on, let's fight, let's fight. Do you bleed, blah, blah, blah. Then it wears off, and he's like, no, wait. My tampon fell out. <laughs> Don't be misogynistic when you're trying to diss on Batman. Well, he's a little bitch. Well, you can say it without being misogynistic. He's just Asshole. A, he's just a jackass. I don't like him. Yeah, well, he's definitely overrated. But, it, you know, I'll give him props. Because in the Justice League movie, he at least admitted that his superpower was money. He at least was smart enough to admit that. And he has no business being in the Justice League with the people he was in there with. He was a... I mean, it worked out great. Because what did he do? When you got somebody like that, he's good for nothing but fucking cannon. He's cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. And that's what they had him be, mm-hmm. was cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> that's perfect. Because that's, that's all you're good for, dude. <laughs> but I like, I like that he was able to bring everybody together. And I like, I, I realized that nobody liked Ben Affleck's version of Batman. I did. I don't think he did a bad job as Batman. I liked Ben Affleck's aging version of Batman. The Batman who has bruises on his body. The Batman who's a little stiff because he hit, you know, when they when they slammed him down yesterday, his body hadn't recovered from it. You know, I like the Batman when you saw the vision of him in the apocalyptic near future had a gun and was murking people. I like that version of Batman. Give me that Batman. Yeah, I can't think of any version of Batman. I'd be like, yeah. Adam West, come on. The Adam West Batman. I didn't like Batman back then. I don't like Batman now. But that Batman was awesome. I mean, you got to love Adam West. He was the best Batman. Well, I didn't say I didn't like the actors. I just don't like the character. <laughs> I just don't. I'm never it's not going nothing's going to change my mind about that. I like it when Batman is treated like a comic book character, which means the Val Kilmer version of Batman is still where my heart is because that movie was a true comic book movie. It was very silly. It was very over the top. I mean, having Jim Carrey as Richard Nygma and having... um, Was it that one or was it the one with the... 
the other guy is the one that had Robin in it. No, Robin was in Batman. Uh, which the one, one was with Two Face? Yeah, that Robin was in that one. Well, I know Robin was in that one. I say, which one was Batman in that one? Was that George Clooney or Val Kilmer? That was Val Kilmer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I remember they were climbing on the metal thing, and and, Bat- and Robin goes, "Holy rusted metal, Batman!" Yeah. And he just kind of stops. He's like, "What?" <laughs> I said this this thing. It's rusted and it's, it's holy and it. it's made out of metal. He's like, "Oh." <laughs> but that was a very holy rusted metal. Yeah. Batman was a was it was it yeah that a was throwback a, that to was the old thing. comics you know yeah. But uh, but I did I did I can't even remember is was it um I'm gonna look up the name of that Batman movie because I I gotta say it right hang on a second was it Batman Forever Al Kilmer Batman, Batman Returns Batman Forever 1995 yeah. that is my favorite Batman movie if I had to choose Batman movies it's Batman Forever because it's a co- it's a comic it's a true comic book movie it was very silly it was very over the top I loved it yeah it's great. Yeah, some of the Batman movies were good. Mm-hmm. Just don't mean I like Batman. I still have never seen the Michael Keaton version of Batman. I'm you never have saw to... the OG? Nope, never Him saw it. Him and Jack? Val Kilmer is my first Batman, which is why he is near and dear to my heart. Michael Keaton. That was a good Batman. Yeah. I mean, if you had to rank Batmans. If you had to rank Jokers, who would you rank the best? I already know which. Well, those you can't. I don't know if you could rank any of them because they are just so mildly different. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go with like, depending on which kind of Joker you like, do you like the dark and demented Joker, or do you like the kind of silly, goofy, laughing all the time Joker? Mm-hmm. You know, because if you do, then you're you're going to go to Jack Nicholson. If you don't, you go to Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like an insane Batman, you're going to go with Jared Leto. Which honestly, everybody hated Jared Leto. I liked that version of Bat- of uh, the Joker. That was that was an interesting version. I'd never yeah. seen anything like that before. Yeah. But but I mean, you have to rank them. Number one being Mark Hamill. From oh, Bat- if you're going back to the TV shows, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. Out of all of the Jokers. And then it's Jack Nicholson. And then it's Jack Nicholson, and then Heath Ledger for sure. Yeah. Just because that performance was so good, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the anyway. first time I got you to admit that Jack Nicholson was ranked higher. <laughs> it is the first time. But I mean I you know, I have to give props where it's due. I've never Welcome seen the Jack Nicholson. I have never seen Jack Nicholson as the Joker. But just knowing the fact that it's Jack Nicholson you know, I mean, you you gotta you gotta give him his props. Well, I guess you have to watch that. I will. I, I'm gonna have to watch it. There's a lot of movies I have to watch that I never saw when I was a kid. <coughs> oh my gosh. Um, so this woman has figured out how to um scare Jehovah's Witnesses away. Uh oh. <laughs> Something I'm gonna try the next time they knock on our door. <laughs> oh what? She uh, chased them down the road, naked, screaming at them, succumb to my devil vagina magic. (laughs) They called the cops on her. She got arrested. You ought to see her mugshot. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) She's got a big ear-to-ear grin on her face. (laughs) Succumb to my evil devil vagina magic? succumb to my devil vagina magic 
<laughs> and it scared the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> See, we didn't scare them. This was back when I was still in high school. They kept coming by our house. Aggravate the shit out of me. Until finally I got fed up with it. And one day I actually let them in the house. But we had this shit all planned out. Mm-hmm. Waiting for them to come back by. And when I let them in the house for a minute to talk, my cousin went out the back door, went around the front, and took their bicycles and hit them down about four houses. So mean. <laughs> you know, they, they've got to be used to stuff like that. They when they come outside, they're like, oh. It's like Dangle, looking for the bike. <laughs> Oh, I was watching Reno the new season of Reno 911, and apparently it's been Jonesy and Junior that's been doing that to him the whole time. <laughs> it's been messing with his bike. <laughs> I like how that one, he just starts throwing his badge down, to, just dropped everything and just walked off. No, he started stripping. He was like, and he was just, he saw the bike and couldn't get it off the bike rack because the bike rack was attached to the. Yeah, but he the, threw it to, he, he took he, his he badge took, off, his, badge his off. belt off. He took his shirt off. He was like, fuck it, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> the mic that he had, that had him mic'd up for the, for the uh, documentary crew, he just took it and threw it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, fuck. <laughs> All he's wearing is shorts and boots. <laughs> Great. His booty shorts. <coughs> Plum smugglers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have not been happy because I've had to miss the gym this whole week. I have not liked it. But we've stayed out of the gym because we didn't want to spread COVID to anybody. Because that would not be the nice thing to do. No. But I think I've lost like five pounds this week just from not eating. That'll do it to you. I feel like I'm going to be starting at ground zero. As far as, like, when I finally do get back into the gym. We'll be close to it. I'm going to have to start back where I was. It sucks. Maybe but, not. No, it'll be okay. Um. Oh, here's a question for you. Um, and I asked you this last night, but I want you to, I want you to discuss it now. Um, what non-Marvel character could pick up Molnir? Any any character from any movie, any TV show, what character do you See, I think could pick up I should have put some thought Molnir? on this. A character that's not in Marvel mm-hmm. that could pick up Molnir. And let's keep it away from comic books because there's been a lot of comic book crossover where people have picked up Molnir before. Like Superman picked it up in one of the comics and things like that. So we're not going to do that. I'm talking like, for example, the post that I saw on Facebook last night was Ernest P. Worrell. Mm-hmm. He could 100% pick up Molnir because he is pure of heart and dumb of ass, which is what you need to be <laughs> to be able to pick up. So who do you think, who else do you think could pick up Molnir? Oh, God, I don't know. I'd have to, you're gonna, I'd have to think about that for a while. Now, I saw a Facebook post um, that I thought was really, really cool, and I, I would like could to... Could be like a movie character? Movie character could be anybody could be anyway but i i saw a rick facebook vaughn. who ricky vaughn ricky vaughn now why you have to justify yourself because rick vaughn no you have to you it can't be just because the character is the character why could they pick up okay serrano <laughs> serrano might actually be able to do it. <laughs> from major league serrano yeah maybe you think joe boo would help him Joe Boo would hook him up. 
So I saw a um, I saw a post, and this was a long time ago. This is when the the first Avengers movie came out. But um, somebody said, you know, it would be really neat to see kids in the Marvel movies. You know, the Avengers are fighting and they're helping kids get out of the city, and you know, a a, a kid comes up and helps lead um, Captain America to where he needs to go to find the, the next alien, you know, because he knows the back streets because he's been living in the streets, you know, and, and the, the kid helps him. Or my favorite is going to make me cry. My favorite is a little, a little girl in a tutu picks up on near and hands, hands it to him. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the coolest thing? You know, just some, just some little kid. This. It's like, here, you drop this. Some little four-year-old yeah. just picks up on near like it's nothing. And says, here, you drop this. And hands it back to Thor. And he's just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because isn't that because Mjolnir picks who can pick it up, right? And don't you kind of have to be like pure of heart to be able to do it? I think it it would be required more than that, but yeah. I mean, uh, we can't we can't argue that Thor is always pure of heart, but you know you have to. That's at least one of the characteristics. Yeah. But yeah, wouldn't that be so cute? Seeing like a be. little four-year-old and a little tutu just handing him on your back to him and saying, "Here." And Thor would just be like, "Oh my god!" Like, uh, thank you. <laughs> but I want to see something like that. I want to see some stuff like that uh, because uh, that was one of the parts of uh, Avengers that I liked um, that you didn't you don't really see in superhero movies. I got one for you. Hang on, you don't really see at the end of superhero movies, but. Remember at the end of the Battle of New York, when they showed news clips yeah. of uh, just normal people saying, those guys saved me. Those guys saved me from the aliens. You know, we, we owe everything to the, to the Avengers, you know. And it was just neat seeing, you know, they weren't politicians. They weren't the governor of the city thanking the Avengers. They were normal people Yeah, that had had their lives changed you know that's 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 the kind of stuff i like to see in movies i thought of somebody from a movie that would be able to pick it up and when i say it you're gonna agree okay try me wesley wesley from what oh from the princess bride yeah 100 percent. because he is definitely pure of heart yes absolutely 100 percent. wesley could do it I think I think Inigo would try. Yeah. And I think maybe he could make it move a little. But I don't think he'd be Fezzik could pick it up. But not for the reason you think. Yeah, not because he's strong. not because he's super strong. It's because he is pure of heart and dumb of ass. Yeah. I think Wesley could. Yeah. I, 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 I would agree with you. Okay. okay. Um, Rajesh Kutharpali. <laughs> he would think that he could, and then he couldn't, and then he would lie to the others and tell them that he could. <laughs> no, Wallowitz would think that he could. <laughs> I don't think Rajesh would be able to pick it up. <laughs> but I think... I think... I think the, I think the boys would be gathered around the table with Monier on it. And all of them would have tried. And none of them would have been able to pick it up. Okay? Like, none of them would have been able to. 
And they would all be trying various ways, using their various skills, to try to come up with a way to move this thing because it's on the coffee table. And they have no way of getting of, of moving it. And they have to prove that they can be able to do it. So they would use physics. They would use yeah. all kinds of stuff. I know where I would go with this story, but I'm, I'm curious if you're going the same way. And then... As they're all trying all this shit, and we've gotten through the entire fucking episode, Penny walks in, and she's like, oh, that's cool, and just picks the damn thing up. See, I, I don't think Penny, because I think they I would think be Penny like, would. the and way they would I all see be it, looking at her like, they would all be over there just trying to figure out, and then they're all just like, okay, we got to take a break. The girls are coming over soon, whatever, right? And they're over there at the little kitchen island, right? Mm-hmm. They're over there talking. The girls come in, they sit down in their spots, and then Amy goes, "What's this doing sitting here?" and moves it off and sits it on the <laughs> sits it on the floor so they can start doing their stuff. And all and it just pans over to the guys and they're just like, <gasps> <laughs> but she's just like, "Why do y'all leave this stuff out and just moves it?" Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I told y'all about leaving y'all's toys laying around. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's kind of my vision of kind of what would happen, but it would be Penny and not Amy. Because she would be just as clueless as Amy as to, this is not a toy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. I can picture that whole scenario I in my too. head. <laughs> I've watched that show too damn many times. It's such a problematic show. It's so problematic. And it's it's just a, like a overall just a bad show. But I've watched it so fucking many times because it makes me laugh. Because honestly, I'm just a dumbass and I laugh at stupid shit. Howard Wallowitz is pure comedy gold. He really is. He he started so disgusting. He turned into he had he had the best character, character arc, arc. Yeah. of any of the characters because he had had a character arc. Nobody else on the show really changed. Yeah. But he changed and became a more fully formed human. And he's so fucking hilarious. He really the actor is probably one of the best comedic actors that I've seen in a, in a long time. He's like physically hilarious. He is okay. Like even, like, like even some of his weight. I mean, I know he doesn't write the lines, but it's it, it's all in their delivery. It really is, yeah. Because like when he was had to go over to, uh, they were having Bernadette's dad over for Thanksgiving, and he was left out there to talk to her dad. And one of those lines that he said in that that gets me every fucking time I watch that episode is when he was trying to, like, get him conversating about something. They're talking about going on some trip somewhere with his mom. Mm-hmm. And he said she rode, she rode one of those donkeys up the mountain. He said, long story short, they had to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Good God, I don't know I see that when I'll rewind it and listen to that part over and over. Long story short, they had to shoot it. One of my favorite episodes, my one of my favorite episodes out of the entire series is when they played that Dungeons and Dragons game and Howard was the DM and he had to set the scene for everything. Oh, yes. And he was doing the impressions and he did... He did uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, and he did Christopher Walken, and he did—I can't even remember all the ones that he yeah. did. But he did like four or five or six different impressions, and he nailed them. Yeah, and they were so fucking hilarious. 
And he was doing like all the the physical actions and the physical yeah. comedy to go along with it. And oh my god! Well, that one and my one of the favorite parts that I watch over and over is the one with the drum. <laughs> they tear it apart trying to get it to work, and they finally get it put back together. It still won't work. And she was like, and Bernadette's like, "You you're finally ready to call tech support." <laughs> And he's like, it's probably just some guy with the same, or some probably some foreign guy with the same damn manual I have. And then he calls the number. <laughs> he calls it. Rajesh's phone rings, and they all look at him. And he looks at his phone. And he goes, "Screw you guys! It's my father." <laughs> but for a second, everybody <laughs> had the same thought. When, over when Cuthbert Polly's phone was ringing, everybody just kind of had that same look on their face, like, "No." What? <laughs> <laughs> oh i apologize that was always one of my favorite parts that is so funny <laughs> um oh in other news yeah. um you know wwe has gone under new leadership management now and it's like they're almost like in a merger with ufc now so vince has stepped back he still owns shares in the companies, but not the majority shares anymore. This do, holding do the, group. The Saudis. The holding group that owns UFC also. That's the Saudis. Right. And they've released a lot of people lately. The only one people are really upset about, they're kind of shocked, was Riddle. Riddle? The yeah. barefoot guy? Yeah. They released him? They released him. He uh, was great. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler. Of course, he's been around for a long time, though, but... And there's been some, bunch, some other wrestlers that have been released too, but some of them I'm just like, yeah, I he sucked anyway. Riddle, Riddle was uh, in like a tag team with that that big tall fucker. Um, well, they were trying to get him in a tag team with Drew McIntyre. Yeah, Drew McIntyre. Because Orton's been out. But I saw a thing some somebody posted today. Somebody posted a video of Randy Orton getting out of his car and walking into the performance center. That means he's coming back. He's getting he's getting ready he's getting ring ready again. It won't be long. He'll be coming back. Now, at what point do these guys go, okay, I'm a little long in the tooth. My body's been through some shit. Yeah. You know, like at what point is Orton going to have to say? Well, he'll be like in a part-time schedule now. I mean, he won't be like a full-time like he was before. But anyway. So I wonder how many of these guys that they've released are going to end up on AEW because AEW is blowing up. Yeah, they're really blowing up. I mean, yeah. to the point where. Well, they're expecting Edge to show up at AEW if he hasn't already. Did they release Edge? Well, Edge didn't get released. Uh, his contract had expired, and he said it wasn't like they didn't offer me another contract. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're brushing me off. He just said, I'm keeping my options open for right now. I'm not going to sign anything. Well, AEW is throwing a lot of money at those wrestlers to but get them over there. But they're expecting people like, especially like Ziggler, Ziggler and uh, Riddle to probably show up over there. Mm-hmm. Some of the other ones will probably just go to like the independent circuit because they weren't big draw talents anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but it'll be interesting where everybody shows up. And, and it'll usually probably happen like it does in the past. Some of them will end up going to AEW for a little bit and then coming and right then back. And then coming right back. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens with Cody Rhodes. I mean, Cody Rhodes helped set up and AEW. Start AEW yeah. He started AEW. And, and I don't became know. became big. I don't know what happened while he was there 
I don't know if WWE was like, no, fuck it, we're going to throw as much money at you as you want. Come back. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the whole situation behind that. But I know he was on, he started AEW and then came back to WWE. And to me, that just seems kind of like, like, where, where are your loyalties, dude? You know, like, are you well, loyal to anything? Is. Yeah, they're loyal to the money. It's, it's got to be that, you know? But... But I know, like, one of your favorite wrestlers, I thought it was an interesting thing I told you about. One of your favorite female wrestlers? Gail Kim? Yeah. And how she got her start in WWE? <laughs> that apparently horrible. Vince McMahon had never heard of Asian porn. <laughs> and JR had mentioned it to him. And then, long story short, that's how Gail Kim got hired. I don't think you should long story short something like that. <laughs> Well, we know that, I'm, I'm sorry, Vince McMahon is a bit of a sex pest. Yeah. And I didn't realize him, I mean, I thought they were actually divorced, but him and Linda are still legally married, mm-hmm. but they've just been separated for a really long time. Really? Yeah. But one thing that made me have respect, because every now and then Vince would do something that made me get a little respect for him. Uh, back in the early 2000s, there was this wrestler called Heidenreich, and he was this big, muscled up, scary dude, right? Uh, you know, and the writers and everybody would get together and try to figure out storylines for each of the characters and how to keep the shows going and everything. And then one of their like brainstorming sessions, a one of the writers came up with the idea of having Heidenreich to be like this German soldier who had been frozen, Nazi war, uh, soldier who had been frozen and kind of like whole Captain America kind of mm-hmm. deal, but for the Nazis, yeah. right? And with his manager being Paul Heyman. Because as far as managers are concerned, Paul Heyman's the GOAT. He, yeah, uh-huh. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, far surpasses Jimmy Hart, Bobby Heenan, all of them. Paul Bearer. Yeah. You know, he, you know, Paul Barrett was actually was a mortician. Was he really? Yep. But anyway, but the deal is with that is that Paul Heyman is Jewish. Mm-hmm. And when he pitched that idea, it pissed Vince McMahon off to the point where they said he got up, walked out of the meeting. And then that day that rider got fired. Mm-hmm. He fired that dude for for even coming up with that shit or saying it out loud. Good, good because you don't you don't fuck around with stuff like that. Yeah, I mean you all just, the shitty don't. things he does. Every now and then he does stuff. He's like, okay, well at least he does have some humanity left in him. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> some. I said some, not a lot. <laughs> he did have the whole rape storyline with his own daughter. <laughs> Because she, she was forcibly married and forcibly bedded against her will in the ring. Not by Triple H either. Yeah. There was a storyline where Stephanie was married to somebody against her will and they consummated the marriage in the ring. And she was not a willing participant. And he allowed that shit to go down. <laughs> See, I think you're remembering it slightly wrong because there was one where she got unwillingly married to Triple H, supposedly, at one of them drive through wedding things. Yeah, I remember that. And then there was another one where she was going to be forcibly wed to somebody 
and the this head priest over everything that was going to do it when he pulled back his cloak it ended up being vince and he was going to marry slash sacrifice her to this evil version of undertaker and stone cold actually came out and broke it up and saved her okay hang on so she was supposed to get married with tess Yes, that's what I'm talking about. She was supposed to get married to Test, and then when she was out in the ring, they're going to have their wedding ceremony. That's when they showed the video of I, I remember that. I remember Triple watching H that. and yeah. her getting married in the drive-through. But there, there, I know that there was a there was a story because I remember reading about this. There was a storyline. Maybe it wasn't Stephanie that was like unwillingly consummated in the ring, but there, somebody was, and like Vince signed off on that. Well, they had a quote unquote sex session in the ring with Edge and Lita. Maybe that's what it was. And she actually had her top off because that blanket moved once and you saw a lot of side boob. I was like, damn, man, I'd be in there just... Like, like how do you even play that shit? When you're... <laughs> like, like, I don't even know. The shit that happened during the Attitude Era. That was just, <coughs> it was a crazy time. See, I, I came into watching wrestling during like the latter half of the attitude era so 2021 ish i'm uh, uh, 2001 ish 2001 ish i'm gonna say not 2021 not no uh, like two, 2000 2001 i think is when i started watching wrestling okay. yeah i think that uh no two, 2001 2002 okay yeah that's, that's when it would be. So it was like kind of like when the Attitude Era was like kind of winded down a little bit. Phasing out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, DX was still around. Stephanie McMahon was still around. Um, Gail Kim obviously was still around. She was my favorite wrestler at the time. Um, I just, it, it, I, I know I've said this before. <laughs> I had never watched a single episode of wrestling. And I remember playing volleyball with some people at the church. And these were people that didn't go to the church, but they came to the, to the church to play volleyball on Wednesday nights. And so we were all playing, and they were having the most intense and serious discussion about whether or not WWE, uh, whether or not Undertaker was going to be healthy enough to get back in the ring, and whether or not he was going to be able to win his match. And they were having just this 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 discussion, and I'm just kind of standing back going. What? Did these people know this is fake? <laughs> I don't think they know it's fake. <laughs> Back then, because the kayfabe was such a huge thing, people didn't know it was fake. But, but I mean, there's there's got to be a part of you that kind of knew. No, like when there was be like some face, baby face wrestler that would get cheated out of a win back then. They didn't like doing that very often because these heel, quote-unquote, heel characters... They would get fucking death threats. Yeah. That, now, I remember that. I mean, yeah, people took that shit very fucking seriously. Well, I, I remember my boyfriend at the time, one of my first dates, I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast yeah. before, one of my first dates with him was a w, was a, a WrestleMania party that we had at his house. Yeah. And everybody was freaking out at, like, all these matches and everything, and I'm sitting back watching, <laughs> watching it going... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Woo, I guess. <laughs> I 
I don't even remember who who it was. Like I don't even remember which WrestleMania it was, but I, I remember it was a WrestleMania party. It had to have been in either two thousand one or two thousand two. Is when this when this happened because I, I I'm trying to remember when I started dating him, and I think it was in late when 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 did the WrestleManias air? Uh, usually around April. So it wouldn't have been in 2001. It was probably in 2002. Okay. Because I because I was working at HEB at the time, and he and I met at HEB. But yeah, we we uh, that was my very first date with him. <laughs> did we have a, we never had a first date? Did we? Yeah, n- no, we're not going to talk about our first date. <laughs> <laughs> our our first date involved me drinking a lot of tequila. <laughs> tequila and cards. Tequila and cards. Yeah, I do remember that. Wasn't strip poker, but it might as well have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's like I was. We were looking around for some uh, tools so I could fix the. Uh, mud flap on my work truck yesterday mm-hmm. and we were looking around our boss's office <laughs> and I found a pair of, I found a deck of cards and I was like as, as Dom's like ah so that's what y'all do up here by yourselves all day y'all playing strip poker ain't you <laughs> Um, they're good people that I work with. I have a horrible story to read for you if you if you want to read it. If you want to hear it. It's horrible. It's going to make you mad. Is it the one you were telling me about earlier? It is. <sighs> Fine. An Ohio school district apologized after a social media post about Ice Cream Friday received backlash. Why, do you, why did it receive backlash, you ask? Well. I didn't ask. Donovan Elementary, on Thursday, posted to Facebook about the ice cream social planned for the third and fourth graders. Okay, I want to emphasize, this is third and fourth graders. They're having an ice cream social. The social media post explained that not all students would be allowed to get ice cream. Quote, a student must have money on their account to purchase an ice cream, Thursday's post stated. If a student has a negative balance, they will not be able to purchase an ice cream, even if they bring their dollar for ice cream. Students are only allowed to purchase one ice cream and are not permitted to buy an ice cream for a friend. So in other words, if your parents are too poor, you're going to get excluded. You're going to get excluded. Fuck them poor kids. That's what that post said. Yeah. See, that's another one of those things that we've talked about. Like, if we, you know, were ever to win the lottery, I would spend a bunch of money going around to different schools and just saying, hey, are there any kids that are behind on their school lunches? Mm -hmm. Okay, how much would it cost? Especially if we were to win, like, millions of dollars, right? Okay, how much would it cost for me to pay right now, give the school the money right now, to make sure that every kid in this school eats for free the rest of the school year. Mm-hmm. I want to pay that amount right now. You tell me what it is, 
I will go get the money, cashier's check, money order, whatever you require, and I would pay that right now. Because mm-hmm. that, that just, that angers me so deeply that you would deprive a child, child. of something like ice. That kid doesn't understand that mommy and daddy don't have enough money to pay for their food. Yeah. That kid is just, he just fucking wants ice cream. And the, and the sing and it's gonna single them out. Yeah, they're gonna get picked on by the other kids that yeah. do get ice cream because that's what kids are. They're assholes. Yeah. Oh, speaking of getting singled out and picked on, you know how the argument for um, student uniforms is well, if everybody's wearing the same thing, the kids won't get singled out because of the, the clothes that they wear. So, a story that I read this last week, and I I should have saved it for the podcast, but a story I read this last week was about this school that had a uniform policy. They had... Hey! Stop it! They have a contract with the maker of the uniforms, and this kid showed up wearing the Walmart version of that uniform and was sent home to get different clothes. So it wasn't the other kids picking on this kid for not being able to afford the uniform. It was the school picking out and singling out this kid for not being able to afford the special uniform from the special brand. They couldn't wear the Walmart version. That's fucking late-stage capitalism for you, right there. Yeah. And that's absolute bullshit. Because these kids have a hard enough time as it is. Everybody's struggling. Why are you trying to make life harder? You know? Oh. Oh, my goodness. I just think a, a child having to have money on his books at a fucking school... So that child can eat. Mm-hmm. That just fucking makes me sick. Well, and, and it makes me sick that... There shouldn't be a free lunch program. It should be everybody's... Every fucking kid eats free at school. If I'm not mistaken, Biden has tried to put... Has tried to implement legislation, or the, the Democrats have tried to implement legislation to make school lunches free on a federal level, and the Republicans block it every time. Yeah. Because they want poor kids to suffer. They want poor kids to suffer. That's all it is. It's all about sticking it to the poor people. Because fuck them poor people. Oh, but speaking about uh, freakouts, the Senate relaxed their um, dress code (laughs) because of John Fetterman. John Fetterman had had a stroke two years ago. And he's been in recovery, and he is he is disabled. He's not mentally messed up or anything. He is perfectly fine. He's just, he has an auditory processing disorder. It's a little hard, harder for him to move physically, you know. Mentally, he's all there. Just physically, he's, he's having a little trouble, you know. Also, he's 6'8", and buying a suit for this guy is like, Right. It's, it's hard to find clothes that fit him. It just, it really is. And so the Senate has been requiring him to, <coughs> <coughs> I'm 
the Senate's been requiring him to wear um, a suit every day because that's the dress code. It's easier for him to wear clothes that are a little less restrictive. And so knowing that, and because the Democrats control the Senate right now, is it Chuck Schumer that, uh, mm-hmm. so Chuck Schumer relaxed the dress code on behalf of John Fetterman. So now the senators can kind of show up in whatever. And so John Fetterman has been showing up in a hoodie and shorts because this was comfortable to him. And if you hear the Republicans talking, this is the end of democracy as we know it. <laughs> right. Oh my God. The world is falling. Yeah, they're throwing they're having they're throwing a shit fit over this. This is apparently going to crash the economy. It's going to end the world. And the earth is going to stop spinning because he wore a hoodie to the Senate floor. And, uh, oh, uh, did you see that Ron Paul showed up in a bathrobe on Friday? Mm-mm. Yeah. In order to uh, protest the rule change, um, he showed up wearing just a bathrobe and a t-shirt. And, and, like, pajama bottoms. And I'm thinking, I don't give a fuck what you wear. Do your goddamn job. Like, I don't care what clothes you're in. Who cares? If you're not naked, that's good. Do your job. (laughs) Quit trying to score political points and just do the job that that your constituents sent you there to do. That's asking a little too much, though. (laughs) Well, it cracked me up because Ron Paul thought that he was like making some kind of point or whatever. He was like on the he was on the steps of the Capitol wearing his little bathrobe, and I was like, "Oh look!" And democracy was saved. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing bad happened because he wore a bathrobe to the Senate floor. But they're all freaking out because um, apparently this is um, <coughs> uh, how were they putting it? Um, it's a. Oh, I can't even remember what they were saying. They they were saying that the looser regulations are going to impact democracy or looser regulations are going to... I don't even remember what, what, what talking point it was. But the Republicans are freaking out that John Fetterman is wearing a hoodie on the Senate floor. But they're not freaking out that Lauren Boebert was elbow deep in a guy's crotch in public next to a child and this guy was massaging her tits she was getting a mammogram in public (laughs) now the the republican talking point on this one has cracked me up because they're trying to say it was a it was a left-wing sting (laughs) and because the guy she was with is a democrat that she was set up (laughs) And I'm thinking nobody set that girl up to go elbow deep in his crotch. No. <laughs> nobody set that up. She did that because she's a big old hoe bag. And speaking as a big old hoe bag, because that's what I am, that's fine if you want to do that. But maybe don't do that when you're two seats over from a child. And then in the same breath, say it's inappropriate for a drag queen to read to a kid because it's not appropriate. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe the levels of appropriateness 
are a little different <laughs> depending on where you sit in the Republican Party. Or depending on where you sit, period. <laughs> but, I'm, look, I'm 100% fine with Lauren Boebert being a big old hoe bag. Okay? Speaking for big old hoe bags everywhere, solidarity, sister. You go get that hog. But don't... But you gotta own it. You gotta own it. You can't... You need to pick a lane. You can't be the family values candidate while you're feeling up your date on the first date. Because she's like, oh, he's not getting a second date. And I'm like, you do that on the first date? Right. Like... So you is a hoe. You are a hoe. Like, and that's fine. Go be a hoe. I'm a hoe. I did that on the first date. Love you, baby. Mm-hmm. Love you, too. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with being a big old hoe. But you can't, you can't talk bad about others being a big old hoe when you're a big old hoe. Well, see, I like this one. This one dude posted a video of her walking, like, in front of a church back and forth. Yeah, you got to chase Jesus. You have to chase down Jesus. And then he... Cuts it to a scene of her with his, you know, while you're talking about, you know, her hand completely down this guy's pants. And then it cuts back to the guy and he's like, yeah, um, I don't think you're going to find him in there. (laughs) (laughs) But you keep looking, sister. You go ahead. I don't think he's in there, but you keep looking. (laughs) Somebody that I I saw on Facebook was arguing on on a friend's post of mine was trying to say that the guy felt her up, but she did nothing wrong. And I'm like, did you stop watching the video after like three seconds? Because she like visibly grabbed him in between the legs. Like she had her hands in his, in pants. his pants. In his pants. I mean, it wasn't just one direction that this thing was going. They were feeling each other up. I mean, this you know, if that's your thing, like if that's your kink, public makeouts, great. Maybe don't do it at an all ages family musical like Beetlejuice. Maybe, yeah, be a good idea, a good way to start. You know, somebody went and saw the the musical the next night that it played, and they already had a Lauren Bobert joke in the musical. <laughs> they had already put one in there. <laughs> no, I haven't heard this. <laughs> they were making fun of her in the musical, like the day after it happened. Like, do tell. Tell me more. I, well, that's all I know. Oh, okay. That's all I, I don't know what the joke was, but they oh. said, they said, yeah, I went to see the musical. I happened to see it, like, the day after she was there, and they were talking about it from the stage. Like, they were making jokes about it. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, but it cried, but it, it's so funny because... It came out that she got kicked out of the musical, and all she all she owned up to was vaping. No, she didn't own up to the vaping. She owned up to talking and singing too loud. That's what she said. And taking pictures. And taking pictures. And then it comes out that she was vaping, and then it comes out she was feeling the guy up, and then it comes out he was feeling her up, and then it came, <laughs> and and then her she flips them off as they walk her out the door. Yeah, when she was saying she was laughing, she thought the whole thing was funny as they were kicking her out, and that she was laughing, and I'm like. Sweetie, we all saw your face. You were carrying it up all over the place, going, do you know who I am? You know, flipping them off, telling them, you know. <laughs> Sweetie, pick a lane. It's okay. You can be the family values candidate, but you can't be the family values candidate and do what you did. Pick a lane. That's all I got to say. 
Oh, I got handed a Bible tract today. Did I tell you that? Yes. I, I was actually kind of mad that she did it. I was like, what is it about us that makes it look like we need your Bible tract? Just no. <laughs> Can you feel the demons coming off of me? Is that what it is? You should have went, oh, god dang, what was that? Oh, it was hot. <laughs> well, I didn't know how to react because I didn't know. Because she handed it to Aaron. And Aaron's got bright green hair. And just kind of looks like an alternative kid, you know, because we just let him do his hair however he wants and his, you know, short and, you know, because he's a he and and everything. And so she handed the track to him and then she smiled at me real big. And I didn't notice what she had handed him until this woman had already walked away or I would have said something to her. I would have taken it and given it back to her and saying, no, we don't need this. Thank you. You can keep your trash. I appreciate the thought, but we don't need to be saved. Thank you. Cause it, and, and, and I read part of the tract because we threw it away. I read part of it, but it was kind of a, not accusatory. That's the, that's the word. That's the wrong word. Accusational? It was no, um, confrontational. Okay. It was kind of confrontational because it was, you need to be saved. No one can save themselves. You need to be saved by this. And I was like, the fuck you say? Like, <laughs> I was saved for 35 years, sweetie. It didn't take. <laughs> Sorry. That dog is spoiled. Both of those dogs are spoiled. I don't know why you're sitting there indulging them. That one has his nuts on your phone. His yeah, lack of nuts. nuts. Well, he, his, his little doggy wiener is on your phone. <laughs> Get your empty ball sack off my phone. <laughs> He's hoping somebody will call and it'll vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> That's very weird. That's very weird. <coughs> oh, Loki is back on October the 5th. Yeah. You haven't seen any promotional stuff about it because the actors are not allowed to do any promotions because the strike is still going on. Seen commercials for it, but you haven't seen them out doing like press and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, because they're not allowed to do any press. But but now, what I heard, I heard on Wednesday that the people responsible for the studios were coming to the table on Thursday, and the Writers Guild was coming to the to the to the table on Thursday and they were really close to a deal. If they didn't get it by Thursday, it probably wouldn't happen till the next year, till next year. So I haven't heard that the writer's strike is over. So I'm assuming they were not able to reach a deal, but they're closer than they've ever been. And from what I understand, there are two studios, and I don't know which ones it is. It's not like Disney or any of those, like the big guys. But the way that the way that the unions work is that you've got all of the writers over here in the WGA, and that's the Writers Guild. And then you've got all of the studios over here, and they're under a different category. And all of the studios have to agree with all of the demands or there's no deal. Well, 
all but two of them agree. And those two are stopping the entire thing from happening. So, like, if those two would just agree to what's... One of them just say, all right, well, fuck it, then we just won't use you two, bye. I don't think they can't, because I think there's, like, the same, the same way that there's a writer's guild, I think there's, like, a studio's guild. And they all have to agree, because it's a union thing. Yeah. So, if they can just get those two studios to just pony the fuck up and, you know, accede to the demands, then they'll actually work. And the same thing with the, with the writers, I mean, with the, uh, the, the actors strike, um, it's the two studios that are messing everything up and they're smaller studios from what I understand. But if they can just get them to come to the table and start negotiating. Speaking of this all stuff, well, isn't it this current or upcoming season of American Horror Story, the one that you don't want to watch? Okay. So yes, it's actually out now. I know the first episode is. I was given. I, I don't know how much to trust this, but I put out there that I'm not watching American Horror Story because they use scabs to film and scabs to strike. Because that's what I had been told. One of my friends who is in a Discord server with me says, look, you don't have to trust me on this because you don't know me. But I have inside information, as in, I am a writer. What I can tell you is, they did not use scabs. So it is okay to watch this show. Oh, okay. And I said, okay. Well, we need to finish last season so we can watch this one. Yeah, because this, this season should be, should be pretty good. But, just going off of what I have been told, it's okay to watch. But it won't be Murder House or Hotel Good. No, it won't be. Those were, those were the best seasons. Murder House and Hotel were the best. I really liked Apocalypse, too. I did, too. And right. I want to give Coven, Coven another chance. Oh, I went back, we went back and watched Coven. It was good. I, I want to watch it from the beginning. It's such a good show. And it's so weird. It's so delightfully weird. I just liked Apocalypse and how they just tied all this shit together all I know. different seasons you're like oh that is so cool I know and you've, and you've got all the actors and some of them are playing two different two Parts. different roles in the same in the same Except season for the one lady that plays the same part in every season uh, Sarah Sarah Paulson yeah yeah where she cries and everyone else I mean, I, I mean that, that's all she does is <laughs> say a few words and cries the rest of the fucking episode you know what when you are an actor that can turn that on that quick you do that everywhere you go <laughs> Because that is such a rare ability. But it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> it's, it's so rare to be able to do that. They lean into that so hard. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, what was the other thing that I was going to say? It was something else about the writer strike. Um, I can't remember what it was. I'm a little bit drunk right now. Um, Oh, oh, one other thing I wanted to talk about, too. Um, going back to politics real quick. Um, Biden is working to get some legislation passed that will take medical debt off your credit report. <laughs> Do you well, know see, how that amazing that'll pass, be? That, that's getting towards free health care. No, no, no. It's helping poor people, and Republicans don't like to help poor people. But well, who doesn't pay their medical bills? Poor people. So it's free health care. Well, you know. 
Biden has done. Look, Biden was not my guy. I vote. You vote your heart in the primaries. You vote your party in the general. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay? He got some claws on him. <laughs> I voted for Warren in the primary. I did not vote for Biden because I am not a Biden girl. I am a Warren girl. All right? I wanted Elizabeth Warren as our president more than just more than anything because I think she could have done so much good. And how awesome would that have been to be the first female president be Elizabeth Warren? Oh, would have just oh, my heart. <laughs> it needs to be that lame lady always shows up with the whiteboard. Oh, uh, Katie Porter? Hell she, yeah. She'd be putting put people through the ringer. <laughs> I freaking love here. Love her. But did you did you see that one where Katie Porter made them play Jeopardy during that one Senate hearing? Or that one uh, uh that one hearing? Yeah. She had these pharmaceutical reps up there and she got a fucking board out and she's like, We're gonna play Jeopardy today. You need to pick a category and you need to pick a price. And they like, okay. And they like pick the category and a price. And then she'd read them a question and she'd say, okay, what's the answer? <laughs> and you have to form it like a question, just like Jeopardy. And like, was like school in the, oh my God. It was insane because these guys were just, she was, I don't want to say what I want to say. <laughs> She was putting these guys through the ringer, and they were letting her do it. It was so... Because they were so taken aback by what she did. Because she would ask them the question. They would have to answer in the form of a question. And if they got it right, she would pop the little paper off and show them that they had gotten the answer right. And if they didn't get it right, the next person in line had to try. And she had her teacher voice on. Because you know she's a teacher. She's a former teacher. Mm -hmm. She had her teacher voice on for this shit. And they were like unwilling to go against her. <laughs> it was so great. Damn. It was so great. And she was like, who is responsible for da 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 this much spending and da 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 And they had to answer in the form of a question. If they got it wrong, she'd say, nope, you're wrong. Next person, who is it? <laughs> but anyway, so Biden is not my guy. But he has done, considering... When he got into office till now, he has done some amazing things in office. He's done the um, Inflation Reduction Act. Um, he's done the um, the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Um, he was able to negotiate drug prices with Medicare for Medicare. Um, he got insulin down to $35. I mean, that's, that's huge. That's fucking huge. And he's working very hard to try to get prescription drug prices down. I know they've agreed on, what, 10 drugs? 10 commonly used drugs to be able to be uh, negotiated now? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he's really trying hard. But one other thing that he's trying to do right now is so that he's trying to keep medical debt. He, he, tried, to, he tried to get rid of uh, student loans. He was doing his best to get rid of student loans. And they thwarted him. The Republicans thwarted him on that one. But he's got another way, like a like an end run around trying to get rid of student loans. And he's he's going to try that. He's in the process of trying that right now. And that's got to go up in front of the Supreme Court. And if the Supreme Court upholds what he's trying to do, which this Supreme Court is fucking insane, so there's no telling what's going to happen. Um, if, he, if they uphold what he's trying to do, then it will 
stop student loan payments and it'll it'll cut out you know ten to twenty thousand dollars worth of debt for people which let's be honest you know i understand that if you take out a loan you need to pay the loan i i, I fully support that the part that i don't support is when you take out a loan that have terms that make it so that you will never be able to pay it off that's a predatory loan and those should be illegal well like so yeah i borrowed forty thousand dollars for school i've paid back over the last 20 years i've paid them back fifty thousand and uh you know i borrowed 40 i paid them back 50 and i still owe 39 more yeah yeah stuff like that or i still owe them 45 I mean, you know, it's I've, stupid. I've I've seen people who have taken out a hundred thousand dollar loan to pay for college. They've paid back a hundred and fifty, and they still owe a hundred thousand. Yeah. You know, because they all they've been paying is interest, and these loan payments are so big that you can't you can't hit the principal. You know, like you're only paying off interest on these loans, and so they're literally they're going to last your entire lifetime. And those are predatory loans, and it's not okay. To have a 17-year-old saddled with that kind of debt for a lifetime, that's not okay. Yeah. And so he's doing his best to try to get rid of that. And and the Republicans are, are trying to stop him because fuck them poor people, you know? And um, But he's also doing a thing where he's trying to make sure that your um, your medical debt is not going to impact your credit, which is good because medical debt in this country is bigger than student loan debt and if it hits your credit you know that'll that'll i mean everything is run on credit in this country yeah like you and i our credit right now we can't get a house (laughs) i would love to get a house (laughs) we we have proven that we can more than pay for a mortgage because we have never missed a rent payment yeah. And our rent is, my God, I don't want to tell you what our rent is. But it's more than what a mortgage would be. And we have never missed a rent payment. But we can't get a mortgage in this country. And we can't get a house because our credit is trash. In part because of medical medical debt. Yeah. Yours especially. Because of when you had the kidney stone. <laughs> and we didn't have insurance. <laughs> so that's been fun. So he's trying to get rid of that. He's doing his best to do it. So here's hoping, Mr. Biden, that you can get it done. So, yeah. Be nice. Anyway, that's all my stuff that I had to talk about tonight. I don't think I had anything else. Um, That's what I can see. Let's see. We talked about... Yeah, we talked about everything. All right. (laughs) Go team. What are you planning on doing this week? You have anything fun planned? This week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going to work. Woo-hoo. Woo. Am I supposed to be getting drunk with COVID? Oh. I don't know either. Well, I'm almost to this bottle of wine. <laughs> this is a real big bottle of wine, too. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it is a big bottle of wine. You almost down. Mm-hmm. So, anyway... All right. Well, I guess we're going to call it a night tonight, unless you have anything else to say. Not that I can think of. I mean, I think we pretty much covered. I got to tell all my awesome jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Talk about my baseball card that I got that I never thought I'd have, which I think is just 
I, I've got all of my cards tucked away in a fireproof safe, except for that one. Because right now I got that one out so I can see it. <laughs> but I honestly, I wish I had the guts to bring more of them out and display them. Well, I, I'm of two minds about that. And the first mind is you should bring them out because you should enjoy them. Yeah. And you, you should be able to look at them whenever you want and enjoy what you have attained. But then my other thought is we've almost set this apartment on fire twice since we've moved in <laughs> to the point where we've had to pull out the fire extinguisher twice. <laughs> and that worries me. Because <laughs> that's a lot of money in that safe back there. That is a lot of money in that safe. And, but, 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 then again, also, I want you to be able to enjoy, enjoy stuff, too. So, yeah. you know, it'll probably be okay. <laughs> I have to figure out where I'm going to have shelf space to put them, though. We can move some of the baby dolls. Would you stop squeaking that damn toy? We can move some of the baby dolls. Yeah, I can move the baby dolls down. Mm-hmm. Two shelves. See, like, there's there's two empty shelves right there. You can move your baby dolls down, and you can put your baseball cards right up there. Mm, mm-hmm. I like that idea. And, oh, oh, I just had an even better idea. They're all in sleeves, right? The ones I mostly would want to put out are all in hard plastic cases. Okay. So what if you put a little sticky thing on the back of those sleeves, and you stuck them... To the back of that thing, you could get two rows of baseball cards on each shelf. Maybe. Pretty close to it. Maybe. Yeah. If you put them over there, especially you definitely over could, there, and on the ones because the shelves are farther apart. Yeah. You could definitely you could put almost three over there. Those are the ones I pulled the shelves out and adjusted the shelves so they would my comic books would fit there. Mm-hmm. Ah, and then you could see them while you're playing your games. Okay. You get some of that sticky tap? I like that idea. I have good ideas sometimes. Yeah, every now and then. (laughs) All right, well, we're going to bring it to a close. We're going to have to get like a list of all of the cards. (laughs) Yeah. Just in case anything happens. Yeah. Like maintenance people, hey, we got to go in your. No, you're fucking not. (laughs) You ain't nobody going in a fucking apartment without somebody there. Well, that is one good thing about living in an apartment. They have to tell you when they're coming in. Yeah. And they have to give you, you have to give permission for them to come in. Yeah. So, that, I know, there, there's so many good things about living in an apartment. You don't have to fix your own stuff. You don't have to mow your own yard. <laughs> but then those are also bad things. Because sometimes it's fun to do that stuff. I don't know. We'll see. All right. We're going to call it for the day. Thank you for joining us this far. This was an extra long podcast. They usually are. (laughs) And we will see you next week. And we love you. Bye.